Peace, grace, this is Pastor Colton Lott from First Christian Church, Disciples of Christ, El Reno. We have the privilege of building Christian community in El Reno for the world. And so if you care about building Christian community or El Reno or the world, we're glad you're listening to this podcast. If you want to help contribute to the gospel work of this congregation, please visit our website, fcclreno.org, and go to the Give Online tab. And now, here's the sermon for the week. Hi. Um, so today our scripture is Hebrews 12, 18 to 29. You have not come to a mountain that can be touched, and that is burning with fire and darkness and gloom, a tempest, and the sound of a trumpet and a voice whose words made the heavens beg that not another word be spoken to them. For they could not endure the order that was given. If even an animal touches the mountain, it shall be stoned to death. Indeed, so terrifying was the sight that Moses said, I tremble with fear. But you have come to Mount Zion, into the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, into the innumerable innumerable angels in festal gathering, and to the assembly of the firstborn who are enrolled in heaven, and to the God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of the righteous made perfect, and to Jesus, the new mediator of a new covenant. And to the sprinkled blood that speaks of a better word than the blood of Abel. See that you do not refuse the one who is speaking. For if they did not escape when they refused the one who warned them on earth, how much less will we if we turn away from him who warns us from heaven? At that time, his voice shook the earth. But now he has promised. Yet once more, I will shake not only the earth, but also the heaven. This phrase, yet once more, indicates the removal of what is shaken. That is, created things. So that what cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us give thanks by which we offer to God an acceptable worship with reverence and awe. For indeed, our God is a consuming fire. So, I'm going to make the structure a little bit different. I'm not going straight into the prayer. I'm going to do that later Um, and just get to talking. But today's scripture begins by looking at the ways in which the covenant between God and his children had adapted between its creation and the coming of Christ. Where before, God was viewed from afar as a powerful, earth-shaking force. Over time, he had continuously been drawn closer to his people until he even joined them on earth, showcasing his love and forgiveness through the ultimate sacrifice. Looking at this shift in familiarity with God, It would be easy to cut the scripture off here and use it as motivation enough. 
to take it as saying the new way of Christ is superior to the old way and that this closeness and forgiveness should be enough to make them feel satisfied and motivated to keep plowing forward. For some, maybe this is true. But as we all know, the motivation behind the entirety of Hebrews is to revitalize a congregation of this new way who is strayed and feels listless, who is tired, unmoored, and unsteady. If this new form of religion is supposed to be so much better and make them feel so much more loved, why are they losing so much motivation? Where are the results of their efforts? For me, I think this lack of motivation comes from uncertainty. It is much easier to not touch a mountain, knowing the consequences of doing so, than it is to strive every day to be your best self. For example, I know for me, having gray lines and no immediate consequences always empowers me to stray, whether that be like religious or just like in my life. Like for example, if I know that my professor is gonna be like all buddy-buddy and give me an extension, I'm not writing the paper until I need the extension. (laughs) Or, And I don't think it's like a me thing either. Like when I was teaching kids last summer in California, they always responded best to clear consequences too. Like if you throw the ball over the fence one more time, no more playing ball for the rest of the summer. (laughs) Seeing direct outcomes of your actions encourages you to make more actions. And so with this congregation feeling lost in a way that I am sure most of us have, the speaker of Hebrews imparts a new certainty upon them. The certainty of the coming kingdom of God. He proclaims, see to it that you do not refuse him who speaks. If they did not escape when they refused him who warned them on earth, how much less will we if we turn away from him who warns us from heaven? Instead of direct punishments for actions and a faraway voice of warning, there is an ever encroaching end date on which God will shake away all that has been created, see into each of our hearts, and welcome us into his purifying embrace. But this proclamation is not simply a warning. It is not meant to scare the congregation into compliance or to revert their relationship with God to one of faraway obedience as they sit worrying about a coming judgment day. In fact, it's a joyful proclamation. Not something to fear, but something to look forward to, something to strive for and await with awe and maybe even impatience. A new kind of certainty, not only of the consequences for actions, but for the future of creation itself. Personally, I think that this type of certainty is a beautiful gift. As a 20-something-year-old college student who has no idea where my life is going, where the world is going, or what I should be doing, having one thing in my life that I am sure about and that I have faith in makes all that other stuff okay. Even when I lose motivation for everything else and can't exactly see the point in like doing my schoolwork or working a job all summer when I could be going having fun. Um, Or I even get shaken up over everything happening in the world and lose faith in humanity a little bit. I still have faith in this guaranteed future, and it motivates me to continue trying my best. And to accept this wonderful gift of certainty, comfort, and faith. (laughs) To accept this wonderful gift of certainty, comfort and faith are really all that you need. It's really that easy. The scripture concludes saying, Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful 
and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe. Not only does this gift offer certainty and motivation, but it is also so easy to receive. All that is asked of us is to have faith in its coming and be thankful for it and our awe-inspiring, magnificent God. We must only give thanks for an unshakable kingdom, a path set before us, and a powerful and awe-inspiring God to grant us these gifts. We must only accept him into our hearts and keep him in our minds and look at him with, and all that he has created with awe and wonder. We must, on, must only have faith and be glad. Let us pray. Loving God, thank you for everything that you do for us. You created us and have loved us from the moment of that creation, even when we let you down. Over and over again, you have proven your love for us as you continuously help us down our paths and guide our hearts. Thank you for loving us to such an extent that you would join us here on earth, and thank you for granting us the certainty of a beautiful future if we only have faith. We love you in return and look upon you with love and reverence. You have granted us all that we have, and we recognize you in all aspects of our life. Please continue to be by our sides as we go throughout our lives until the joyous moment we embrace you in heaven. In your holy name we pray. Amen. Also, while I'm up here, I just wanted to do, a, in the name of thankfulness, a big thank you to all of you guys for the opportunity to be here this summer. It's been a really, really great experience. Um, I've really loved it. I've learned so much about like how the church operates, how nonprofits operate. I've learned, I've read a bunch of books, and that's been like my favorite part. <laughs> um, but my actual favorite part has been getting to know a lot of you guys so much better. Um, as I've been at college, I feel like I've kind of drifted away from the church community. So this has been a really great opportunity to reconnect. Um, I love you guys, and I will miss you when I go back to school. And just one more time, thank you guys so much for this opportunity. I wouldn't be able to do it without you.